welcome everyone to Understanding the I Am That Is You podcast. Yay! Hey everybody, it's your girl Wynn Ruffin, and I pray all is well with everyone. And your hearts and minds are full of love, joy, and compassion for all God's children and all God's creation. In our human way of thinking and being, that can be somewhat of a struggle for many of us. But when we live by the spirit of the living God that dwells within us, allowing ourselves to be divinely guided by our mighty I Am Presence, then soon come those struggles to love others becomes minimal. And as those higher qualities of love, joy, and compassion begins to dominate our thinking and feelings, radiating throughout our beings into all the atmosphere, we not only affect our individual worlds, but as we allow our human selves to be led by our higher selves, we then begin to have a positive and lasting impact on all the world around us. Amen. Give thanks and praises for love and light. And y'all be loved. Question, what is the chief and highest end of man? Answer, man's chief and highest end is to glorify God and fully to enjoy him forever. Question, how does it appear that there is a God? Answer, the very light of nature in man and the works of God declare plainly that there is a God, but his word and spirit only do sufficiently and effectually reveal him unto men for their salvation. Question, what is the word of God? Answer, the holy scriptures of the Old and New Testaments are the word of God, the only rule of faith and obedience. Question, how does it appear that the scriptures are the word of God? Answer, the scriptures manifest themselves to be the word of God, by their majesty and purity, by the consent of all the parts, and the scope of the whole, which is to give all glory to God, by their light and power to convince and convert sinners, to comfort and build up believers unto salvation, but the Spirit of God bearing witness by and with the Scriptures in the heart of man, is alone able fully, to persuade it that they are the very Word of God. Question, what do the Scriptures principally teach? Answer, the Scriptures principally teach, what man is to believe concerning God, and what duty God requires of man. Question, what do the Scriptures make known of God? Answer, the Scriptures make known, what God is, the persons in the Godhead, His decrees, and the execution of his decrees. Question, what is God? Answer, God is a spirit, in and of himself infinite in being, glory, blessedness, and perfection, all-sufficient, eternal, unchangeable, incomprehensible, everywhere present, almighty, knowing all things, most wise, most holy, most just, most merciful and gracious, long-suffering, and abundant in goodness and truth. Question, are there more gods than one? Answer, there is but one only, the living and true God. Question, how many persons are there in the Godhead? Answer, there be three persons in the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one true, eternal God, the same in substance, 
equal in power and glory, although distinguished by their personal properties. Question, what are the personal properties of the three persons in the Godhead? Answer, it is proper to the Father to beget the Son, and to the Son to be begotten of the Father, and to the Holy Ghost to proceed from the Father and the Son from all eternity. Question, how does it appear that the Son and the Holy Ghost are God equal with the Father? Answer, the scriptures manifest that the Son and the Holy Ghost are God equal with the Father, ascribing unto them such names, attributes, works, and worship, as are proper to God only. Question, what are the duties required in the first commandment? Answer, the duties required in the first commandment are, the knowing and acknowledging of God to be the only true God, and our God, and to worship and glorify Him accordingly, by thinking, meditating, remembering, highly esteeming, honoring, adoring, choosing, loving, desiring, fearing of Him, believing Him, trusting, hoping, delighting, rejoicing in Him, being zealous for Him, calling upon Him, giving all praise and thanks, and yielding all obedience and submission to Him with the whole man, being careful in all things to please Him, and sorrowful when in anything He is offended, and walking humbly with Him. Westminster Larger Catechism, 1647 Isis Unveiled, Chapter 15 Who that has seen the performance of the fakirs of southern India, can doubt the existence of Theopia in ancient times? An inveterate skeptic, though more than anxious to attribute every phenomenon to jugglery, still finds himself compelled to testify to facts, and facts that are to be witnessed daily, if one chooses. I dare not, he says, speaking of Chief Chandor, a fakir of Jaffnapatnam, describe all the exercises which he performed. There are things one dares not say even after having witnessed them, for fear of being charged with having been under an inexplicable hallucination. And yet, ten, nay, twenty times, I saw and saw again the fakir obtain similar results over inert matter. It was but child's play for our charmer to make the flame of candles which had, by his directions, been placed in the remotest corners of the apartment, pale and become extinguished at will, to cause the furniture to move, even the sofas on which we sat, the doors to open and shut repeatedly, and all this without quitting the mat upon which he sat on the floor. Perhaps I will be told that I saw him perfectly. Possibly, but I will say that hundreds and thousands of persons have seen and do see what I have, and things more wonderful, has one of all these discovered the secret, or been able to duplicate these phenomena. And I can never repeat too often that all this does not occur on a stage, supplied with mechanical contrivances for the use of the operator. No, it is a beggar crouched, naked, on the floor, who thus sports with your intelligence, your senses, and all that which we have agreed among ourselves to style the immutable laws of nature, but which he appears to alter at will. Does he change its course? No, but he makes it act by using forces which are yet unknown to us, says the believers. However that may be, I have found myself twenty times at similar performances in company with the most distinguished men of British India, professors, physicians, officers. Not one of them but thus summarized his impressions upon quitting the drawing room. This is something terrifying to human intelligence. Every time that I saw repeated by a fakir the experiment of reducing serpents to a cataleptic state, a condition in which these animals have all the rigidity of the dry branch of a tree, my thoughts have reverted to the biblical fable, which endows Moses and the priests of Pharaoh with the like power. H. P. Blavatsky 
Assuredly, the flesh of man, beast, and bird should be as easily endowed with magnetic life principle as the inert table of a modern medium. Either both wonders are possible and true, or both must fall to the ground, together with the miracles of apostolic days, and those of the more modern popish church. As for vital proofs furnished to us in favor of such possibilities, we might name books enough to fill a whole library. If Sixtus V, cited a formidable array of spirits attached to various talismans, was not his threat of excommunication for all those who practiced the art, uttered merely because he would have the knowledge of this secret confined within the precincts of the church. How would it do for his divine miracles to be studied and successfully reproduced by every man endowed with perseverance, a strong positive magnetic power, and an unflinching will? Recent events at Lord, of course, supposing them to have been truthfully reported, prove that the secret is not wholly lost, and if there is no strong magician mesmerizer concealed under frock and surplice, then the statue of Notre Dame is moved by the same forces which move every magnetized table at a spiritual seance, and the nature of these intelligences, whether they belong to the classes of human, human elementary, or elemental spirits depends on a variety of conditions. With one who knows anything of mesmerism, and at the same time of the charitable spirit of the Roman Catholic Church, it ought not to be difficult to comprehend that the incessant curses of the priests and monks, and the bitter anathema so freely pronounced by Pius IX, himself a strong mesmerizer and believed to be a jettator, evil eye, have drawn together legions of elementaries and elementals under the leadership of the disembodied Torquemadas. These are the angels who play pranks with the statue of the Queen of Heaven. Anyone who accepts the miracle and thinks otherwise, blasphemes. H.P. Blavatsky The I Am Discourses, Volume 15 My dear ones, it is an honor to guard the love that sets you free. Surely people should understand that in the intellect, and automatically feel it and know it in the feeling body. So will each of you try to make that clear to others. And whether there is some particular position of authority or not, matters not. Everyone who has received this knowledge and has received the blessings which it brings is honor-bound unto the law of life to be the guardian of it, to keep it pure and uncontaminated by mankind's concepts, and to use it to expand the perfection and purity of life that lifts the rest of life to greater purity and freedom. I want to make this clear, because greater gifts will be given you, and the law will expect you to guard them. The law will expect you to understand that a trust by life is an honor to God. So, if you will feel that, we can bring you many, many, many more blessings by powers that, as yet, you cannot quite draw into your outer direction. If the whole student body will understand this, and feel it their sacred duty to honor and protect the knowledge that has come from the mighty Saint Germain, and others of the ascended host and the angelic host called in and around you, and all your group activities, to guard them against anything that is of dishonor or misunderstanding, then the cosmic law, if it sees that you are faithful in a few things, will make you master over many. We are awaiting the opportunity to give you more hourly, that there may be more power in the physical world to be the attraction to mankind, that raises them into greater freedom of their own blessed I am presence. These great beings that life provides to ever guard its divine gifts to mankind are real. They are provided by life to guard the great gifts of its own expanding consciousness and perfection. Therefore those who receive its knowledge, automatically under the cosmic law become the guardians of its expanding perfection. And that is an honor, 
when life trusts you with the opportunity to guard its divine gifts to the universe. So, if you will, appreciate that, and then make it clear to everyone under the radiation that everybody is a guardian of this law to keep it pure, clear, and uncontaminated by mankind's concepts. You don't have to have the messenger say, well, you're thus and so, somebody else is thus and so. Life automatically gives you the divinest of itself. And that is an honor which life expects you to guard, that you may have a greater gift. And then the gift, as you give it to someone else, if you keep it pure and protected, will forever go on rendering its service to life. And life will come back and bless you infinitely everywhere you abide. Beloved Lady Master Nada We want you to have both this protection and the happiness and the supply that life is ever willing to give and is surging, trying to give it into the outer use of all who will use it constructively. In this respect, as you hold closer to your presence and demand its love and purity guard everything that is God's gift to life, then you will find unfolding to your outer consciousness, step by step, the next accomplishment that your presence wishes to manifest in the outer, and each one will bring you greater happiness than the one before. But after you manifest it, there must come the power that protects it for future use of the rest of life. And that is an honor from life itself to the lesser life, that it may forever carry forward the blessings from above to the universe around you, for the freedom and greater happiness of life everywhere. So, may the flame of love from my heart be the mantle of protection about you all. For I, too, am honor-bound to guard the mighty Saint Germain's work and activity in the physical world and the civilization that he wants to manifest within this nation of his heart. And you, his loved family, may I say, I shall ever stand and guard and honor every trust, he gives me in my effort to help him bring within this nation the perfection that is to expand here forever, for the gifts he gives now to become a permanent part of this world will never again be touched by the discord of man. They are to remain this time as part of the heaven on earth that is to become the permanent condition of this world. May my love ever be a mantle about you and keep you aware of all that you can have, and your call to the angelic host bring them closer to you until they give you all that he wants you to have from them, as his blessed messengers of love and light and purity and freedom, and peace to the earth. Thank you forever for your love of the light. Now, may all that love can give bring you greater light, until you are able to give it to all, because your own radiation is just naturally self-luminous wherever you abide. Thank you forever. Good night. Beloved Lady Master Nada.